Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. I am Meili Murillo. I am an astrologer and spiritual coach. I am here with my co-host, Ashley Torrent, psycho-spiritual counselor and medium. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm doing great. I'm here. I'm grounded. (laughs) Millie and I just did an abundance ceremony together, and we meditated together, and it was beautiful. (laughs) So I feel completely (laughs) open-hearted. We're, <laughs> we're so giddy right now. We were just talking about how important it is for both of us to share something so intimate with one another. As we both come out of our shell, we share this with another woman. Healing that wound in, in relationship with women is so big for us. So we're so excited to be here today. And we want to talk about one of the topics that one of you suggested on our Instagram, which is what are some ways to clear heavy energy from your home? So today we're here to talk about five ways to clear heavy energy in your home. Very simple stuff that is accessible to all of us. But before we begin, I I think it's important for me to name that intention matters so much. So we're going to give you five ways. You know, you've probably heard of one or all of these ways. But I think one of the things that's missed a lot of the times when we talk about these things is intention and the realization that we, in fact, live in an energy of co-creation with the universe, that we live in an energy of co-creation with spirit. And so that any time that we do anything in our lives, really, but especially clearing heavy energy from our home, which is our sanctuary, our safe space. So many people work from home now. So many people run their businesses from home. What is your intention? What is your connection to spirit? How do you connect to spirit either through meditation or prayer before you do these things? I think it's really beautiful that more and more people know about things like sage, for instance, you know, and, and, and mantras and mineral bees and sound meditation, all of that. But how are you connected with your instruments? How are you connected with spirit? How are you feeling in your body? Because that's another thing that matters too. And, And I think that that needs to be named off the bat because we have now entered the energy of Saturn and Pisces. Saturn in the Zodiac represents structure, discipline, commitment. But Saturn is the energy of grounding. It is the energy of reality as we know it in this 3D human realm. And Pisces is anything but that. Pisces is spirit, is universe, is soul. Pisces is what is known as Christ consciousness, the elevated consciousness that understands that we are one with everything. So the combination of these two energies calls for intention to be named in everything we do, especially when it comes to something like clearing heavy energy from our home, because all of that is sacred. All of these practices are not ours. They were passed down from our ancestors. They have indigenous beginnings. They have indigenous roots. We have the honor of knowing about them and practicing them. And therefore, they do deserve respect. Mm -hmm. And the way that we respect these practices is by minding our intention. So Mm -hmm. like I said, I think that's important to name what comes up for you with that, 
Ashley. I agree. And when you are intentional, you become you can become meditative. Mm-hmm. And you you bring your own energy to these acts and you bring your own energy to tending to your home. I mean, I think we can think of some of these things as annoying tasks that we have to do. And we often end up doing them mindlessly, like cleaning our house or clearing space. But anything, anything we do can be done mindfully and can be a form of meditation. So I agree that when we bring our intention, we bring our energy to that task, we bring our energy to that home and we create a relationship to it. I know I talk a lot about being in relationship to everything in your life, but being in relationship to your home in this way is so powerful. And then you know, even if you're not someone who has a relationship, like a spiritual relationship to ancestors, or you even think about that, you can start thinking about it. And you can start seeing these ways as a way of spiritual connection, not just mundane tasks that are boring or annoying. Right, right. You've spoken to the magic in in the mundane. You've spoken mm-hmm. to, you know, we do live in, in, in a magical world. And I think that it's time that we really own that. It's time that we reclaim that because it's not magic in terms of like, you know, seeing fairies or anything like that. Although, although. Some, right. <laughs> although I think some people do, you know, but to me, magic means understanding the powerful co-creators that we are and really embodying that and really yes. seeing that as a truth, as a fact. That to me is understanding the magic that exists at any moment as long as we take enough time to pause and, and connect with soul and invoke that higher self and allow it to guide us, allow it to in this case, we're going to talk about today, cleanse our space. Yeah, and spirituality is the magic. Right. It brings magic to everything. Spirituality brings magic to staring at a tree, to, you mm-hmm. know, washing dishes, you know, to anything. Spirituality brings so much magic. You just experience layers of the universe that you never even knew existed. Layers of yourself when you're connecting intentionally. Right, right. So let's get started five ways to clear heavy energy from your home. The first one is smoke of some sort, whether it's through sage, burning sage, palo santo, incense, sweet grass, dry herbs such as rosemary or rue. Understanding the cleansing properties of each of these is yet another way to be intentional with what it is that you're trying to clear. But smoke in itself is kind of like my mom used to say that when you cleanse your home with smoke, it's almost like you're screening certain spirits because they feel intoxicated or they they choke up and so they leave your home right when it comes to like heavy energy that you feel it's a little dark that you feel especially for those of you out there that are a little more sensitive to certain spirits certain energy especially heavy dark energy rosemary and rue are are really powerful for that especially rue so you can you can have dry rosemary, dry rue, and put it together like in a little pile and burn it and have that smoke just kind of sit as if it, if it as if it's incense. They also have rue and rosemary incense, which you can also which you can also burn in 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 your home. 
And again, setting the intention and letting that energy know that it's not welcome in your home, that this isn't the space for them to hang out, that they are not allowed here. I personally like to have incense kind of burning almost throughout the day. So whenever I remember to light one up, I buy incense, a ton of incense. So whenever I remember, I just light one up. And every single time I light one up, it isn't it isn't just to cleanse my home. In my mind is just a token of thank you to spirit because it's always in my altar. So it's like, oh, thank you for today. Thank you for my work. I'm ch- it's kind of like a check-in. I'm just letting spirit know I'm here. And even, especially when I'm running around, I have made it a practice of whenever I light incense, it's I'm just checking in with spirit. And, and I mm-hmm. just need spirit to know that I'm there. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. I, I notice it, the smell of it, like lighting incense and smelling it or smelling any of these, it shifts my awareness. It shifts me to attention, mm-hmm. brings me into focus. And I really appreciate that. But I'm going to add a little thank you in there, a little connection to spirit. Sometimes I do, but I, I love that. And I'm, I'm always amazed at what sage does, burning sage. And I just want to say, as we're talking about smoke and purifying your energy of your home, you can look up on the internet ways to do this. People tell me all the time, I'm worried I'm going to burn my house down. You're not. It's not like you burn these things and they just catch on fire and they're dangerous in that way. It's like a very slow burn. But you can just go online, look at how to do it, how to smudge your home. Mm-hmm. But I, I smudge my kids and they love it. It's like they light up. They're like, me, 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 me. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and everyone in my family lines up. Oh, please, please, please. Yeah. And, you know, heavy energy. I was, let me just say, I was in a sports venue for children team sports. I was blown away by the negativity and the intensity of these young people and the dynamics between their parents. It was not fun to be around. These are 10-year-olds and 10 to 12-year-olds. And it's just way too intense. But by the end of the weekend, it was a tournament. I felt so heavy. And I know we're talking about our home, but I wanted to say, you know, we we came home from that and I could feel Mm -hmm. the residue of these interactions around me Mm -hmm. and in my home around my kids and just saging. I follow Santo and everybody is saged just with the intention of clearing that off of us because people leave energetic impressions in our spaces. And a lot of times when you hear, I sometimes when I see something in my house or something's living in my house, a lot of times what you're experiencing is a psychic impression of something that was once there. It doesn't mean you necessarily have a ghost in your house. A ghost to me is a psychic impression mm-hmm. of something that was once there or living. But also certain types of actions, like everything can leave an energetic residue. A fight can leave an energetic residue. Mm-hmm. So if you had people come into your home, that they left energy there, it doesn't feel good. Use these things, you know, smell them, see what resonates to you. And a sweet grass is peace and harmony. Sage is really cleansing of people and spaces. So is Palo Santo. If let's say you have a fight or your family is just ungrounded and chaotic, it's great to ground the home in this way, to just bring things into focus and just shift it. It's, it's really powerful. I just, what you mentioned about, you know, people leave this energetic imprint yeah. and, and you bring that on again, especially for those of you who are, look, whether you consider yourself empathic, sensitive or not, whatever, we all, we all absorb this. Mm-hmm. I think what makes a difference is our level of awareness of when we are yeah. carrying really heavy energy. But what you just said reminds me of something. I'm going to share a little story. I don't, I don't want to digress, but I think it's important to name. So our downstairs neighbors, uh, it's, it, was a, it was a single mom with her three kids. And she 
she suffered from some kind of like illness. And I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but it was painful because this woman would cry and cry and scream for days from pain. Oh, wow. So I remember that one time I just went downstairs and I asked like, is everything okay? Do you guys need something? Does your mom like need medical attention? And the kids are very young teenagers. And I think they were mm-hmm. just afraid. And so I didn't want to push something. And I just said, you know, if you need anything, let us know. They didn't want to say more. So I didn't want to push it. So I remember that I would sage a lot. I would really like meditate and pray a lot. She passed away. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember like it went from hearing her in pain a lot to then all of a sudden not hearing her for days. This was during a mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. This was during like lockdown. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh, I hope she's okay. Maybe she went to live somewhere else or I don't know, right? Well, it turns out we found out that she ended up passing away like a month later. So I thought to myself, oh shit, like I need to do some cleaning. I need to do yeah. some cleansing. And the lady was always really kind. She was, she had a kind soul, kind eyes. She was just in a lot of pain. And mm-hmm. so I remember I told my partner, Carlos, I was like, we need to clean the apartment. We need to throw a lot of stuff out. We need to smudge. We need to sage. We need to do a lot of things. And so another thing that's really good that's uh, used, especially this is, this is, it's all indigenous, right? But if you have, if you have a coconut mm-hmm. and you roll it around your home, you just kind of kick it around your home and you make sure that you kick the coconut around kind of like a soccer ball, right? Not too hard, but you're, you're taking it to every corner of your home under furniture make sure you move furniture. That's a different cleansing. That's a little bit more, that's a heavier task, if you will. And it will take energy from you. And along the way that you're moving the coconut around your home, you know, you're letting the coconut know you're picking up all of the energy that doesn't belong here. You're picking up energy that is heavy that we don't need. And we send it off with love. We send it off with a lot of compassion. That's a really powerful practice. And that's something Mm -hmm. that my grandmother taught my mom. And I remember that when I was young, we did that a few times. And so I, we did that this, this time. And it was interesting because I felt the energetic shift. So what you want to do if you do cleanse your home with a coconut is that then you want to put it in a black bag, seal it up and go throw it far away from your home. Don't throw it in your trash can. Don't throw it outside in the trash can. You want to go and throw it away. And again, you send it with love. You send it far away from your home with love. And when we did that, I noticed the shift. I noticed the air felt different. So these things are very real. They're very real. And one thing I've come to realize more and more as I've just been so, and when I say disciplined in my spiritual practice, I love my spiritual practice. It's really fun. Sometimes it's just a walk in the park, checking in with my heart and to see how I'm doing. But you know, spiritual practice is checking in, setting an intention, being clear on where you are, watching your thoughts and feelings, all the things. But one thing that's happened is that I've become so much more aware of what's my energy and what's something else, someone else's. So I can really differentiate. It used to be I was just all these people's energy and, and I couldn't tell the difference between mine and my own. And now I'm like, oh, that's not mine to carry. And that I can clear away. And that's if... If for anything else you want to get into a spiritual practice, it's to help understand what you feel like, what who you are, what your energy is like, so that you can move forward in that and not 
get yourself confused with other people's energy and other people's stuff. Such a good point. So we move on to method number two, which is the basic cleaning of your home. So this nowadays is, and I say nowadays because I've noticed this come up on Instagram a lot, is known as your reset day. So your mm. reset day is when you change your sheets, you know, do like pretty much a, a not a deep, deep cleaning of your place, but it's like you're using that day to clean your home, to wash your sheets, to do laundry. And I know that, you know, not everyone works in that way. Not everyone has a whole day. Some people do it in like bits and pieces throughout the week. But I think that the basic cleaning of the home is absolutely a hundred percent necessary because at least one of the things Again, what I was taught was when you show spirit that you're taking care of what you have, you're showing spirit that you can sustain more of what you request, right? So if you can't take care of what you currently have, how can you take care of more? And so that's always something that has stuck with me because it's one home is our sanctuary. At least that's the way that I that I feel. I think most people do. Our home is our sanctuary. Our home is our safe space. This especially became even more true for me as I started working from home and I mined the energy in my home because I think it does affect how I show up and, and my business and, and everything that I do. And that has also turned into being very mindful who we let in our home. Mm. And if you know we have people over, immediately we clean, we sage and we clean because again, energies are very real. So those reset days, sweeping, mopping, dishes, bathroom, sheets, dusting, all of those things, you're showing reverence to your home. And home is our safe space. When we look at the Zodiac wheel, home is represented by the sign of cancer. And it is at the most bottom part of the chart. The most bottom part of the chart is the base for the entire zodiac wheel. So without that base, without without us taking care of that base, which sustains the rest of the zodiac wheel, which represents the rest of us and where we function from, if we don't take care of that, we don't have a solid foundation. And part of having a solid foundation is making sure that we take care of our home because that's what that part, it's the fourth house of the Zodiac. It's represented by cancer. It represents nurturing, mothering, taking care of. I always am envious of the things that the way you were raised with certain practices and just certain like reverence for your home and days of cleaning. That was not how it was in my house. I can't even remember. I think someone asked me the other day, did you ever see your mom cleaning? I was like, no, I never saw her cleaning. Like uh, I cleaned. Um, so. As a result, I, for many years, had a very dissociated, disconnected relationship to my home. And it actually has been only recently in the past recent years that I feel like I've really landed. And it wasn't that I wasn't tending to it, but it was mindlessly tending to it, not really appreciating it. You know, you have kids running around, everything you clean, they mess up. So right. it also makes it hard because there's, there's, you know, I also have someone that cleans every two weeks, you know, and I walk in and they've already destroyed it before I've had a, a moment to enjoy the reset. <laughs> I mean, it's been crazy. I walked in today, she came today, the chocolate is smeared all over that they made chocolate sauce. And I was like, I just wanted my 20 minutes of the phone being perfect. Right. But having said all that, 
I have come to really start tending to my home and connecting to it and appreciating it and really loving cleaning it. And it's kind of surprised me. But again, I wish that was something that was like ingrained in me that I didn't have to learn. So I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there's someone listening that's like, yeah, I could care less about housework. However, there's something really powerful if you do it with love. Absolutely. And and you know what? I think it's, it's also important to, to name that you know, people have families and keeping like a clean spotless home is, I can understand. I have, I have friends with kids and keeping a spotless home with kids or toddlers or all of that, that's, that's difficult. But if that's the case, right, what is a space in your home that you can just really keep as orderly as possible, as intentional as possible? Because this isn't about perfection. This is about intention. And it's important that we remember those things because the last thing, the last thing, you know, that, that I want is for someone to listen and be like, well, my kids are running everywhere. They're like, you know, (laughs) they're being kids, kids are kids and, and in their own way, they bring joy. So that's also great energy for your home, but what's yours, whether it's your drawers, your, your closet, your workspace, what's yours? You can just you have to have some exactly, exactly. And so, whatever that is, with the pantry, the refrigerator, um, anything, what's yours? You don't have kids, I can right? Exactly, <laughs> in the refrigerator, that is theirs. So. Exactly, <laughs> forget the pantry, forget the fridge, yeah, <laughs> handprints running down. <laughs> yep, there it is. But drawers, I got you, workspace, I got you, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So one of the things that I love to do is obviously sweep and mop. That's important. You know, we come in and out, we bring energy from the outside. I love to mop with uh, Florida water. So Florida water is, it's kind of like a tonic. If you look it up as Florida water, it'll come up. And so it's, it, it's a clear slender bottle that looks like it's a glass bottle. It, you, they used to be glass bottles back in the day. And now they're plastic, but they have like a gold seal. They have this really cool, elaborate artwork type of sticker in the front. And it is called Florida Water Cologne. And so in itself, Florida Water is just a mixture of different spices and flowers. And you can actually make your own Florida Water at home if that's what you want. They have a lot of YouTube tutorials around it. And the base is either vodka or alcohol because they're both cleansing agents. And then, of course, the spices and the herbs and the flowers that you put into it are absolutely up to you and what you want that to bring into your home. I use Florida water. I buy it because it's already done. I don't have to make it. And I love to just mop with that or clean certain surfaces with that. If I think that vinegar works really well as well, uh, because again, it's, it's a cleaning agent and the smell, the smell is something that repels energies that you don't want. A lot of people also use rainwater to cleanse their home, to cleanse their spaces. It's a lot more intentional because rainwater is activated water. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to add these things to, to your cleaning, if you're concerned, of course, about your hardwood floors or you know your furniture and you don't necessarily want to mop with that or, or ruin the, your furniture with that, you can always just spritz your spaces with that after, after you're mm-hmm. done cleaning. I was just going to say that 
and not to get into a discussion about cleaning products, but it might be helpful to pay attention to what you're cleaning with mm-hmm. and to be mindful. Like, do I want to be cleaning with this or am I just cleaning with this because my mother cleaned with this and everyone <laughs> cleans with this, you know, and there's a lot of really toxic yeah. cleaning products. And I have friends and one of my children who's very sensitive to smells and scents and I would just kind of pay attention just to see if the energy shifts, if you have a more pure cleaning product. And there's so many beautiful ones out there that aren't full of toxins. One, they're not harmful to humans and they're not harmful to the earth. Um, And I think that makes a difference is what, what we're, what we're cleaning with, what we're putting on our bodies and putting in our home. Definitely. So I think that Ashley should talk about this one the next one, which is plants, because I don't have a lot of plants. I'm not very good at taking care of them. But I do know that plants, like I mentioned, you know, herbs and flowers, all of those things matter. But for me to have plants and take care of them is very difficult. But I know that plants are are really beautiful. And I can definitely feel the difference when I walk into someone's home and they have plants and they're so luscious and beautiful and green and they take care of them. Yeah, I just don't have that. (laughs) Well, I used to not have it. When I was living in New York City, I would line up all the plants on the windowsill that were just like, just barely struggling to survive. And my husband would say, oh, your apartment's the place the plants come to die. (laughs) So bad. I mean, they were just like gasping for air and water and everything else. I've gotten better. And as Millie said, I have a small office. It's like the size of a bedroom, but there there are 12 plants. I have two empty vases. So there will be 14 by this weekend. And I love the plants. I have all types. I have succulents. And and then downstairs in my house, I have plants in every room, even the bathroom. But I have found that plants just make me feel like nature's inside. They're grounding. They're detoxifying. They bring oxygen. They're living beings. There's something about caring for them, which at times, you know, raising kids, sometimes I've been like, oh, more beings to take <laughs> care of, <laughs> you know, and sometimes, but... If you do a little bit at a time, like you rotate, you know, taking care of them and some are low maintenance or some are not, but it's just really beautiful to look around and just see living things. And I feel like it does change the energy of a space and plants. You can talk to plants. They respond. uh, I don't really talk to them, but you can sing to them. You can talk to them. People that do, they often have thriving plants. I will say I'm somewhere in between. They're not dying, but they're not like these gorgeous blossoming abundant plants. They're doing all right. They're doing well. I'm doing so much better. But you know, having a relationship to your plants and it's a reciprocal relationship. They bring a lot of joy. I look around as I'm talking, I'm looking around at the cactus in front of me and this little tiny succulent. And it just makes me happy. So I would recommend if you're looking for, it's not always inexpensive, but if you're looking for a way to really liven up your space and bring beauty into it without spending a lot of money, or you don't have a lot of room for objects, there's all sorts of ways you can hang plants from the ceiling, put little things on the walls, just put them everywhere, different sizes. So that's beautiful. I recommend that. That's beautiful. I think that at some point I will get to that space with plants because I would love to have plants. I just, it's just... They don't last. I love having flowers, right? I love also mm-hmm. putting out flowers, especially on my altar, here in my workspace, throughout the apartment. And I think at the very least, right? Because they are living beings, but at the very least, they bring joy. They bring color. And all of that matters. All of that matters. If when you look at your plants or when you look at your flowers, they make you smile, you are being present with joy. That is being present with spirit. (laughs) 
that little split moment right there. And I've learned to not take those moments for granted. So when I have flowers and they just bring me so much joy, I I just look at them and, and they're with me. They're right next to me when I work sometimes. And that matters. And it matters that once they're dried off and they're, you know, ready to be discarded of that you do because you also don't want to just have that lying around. Yeah. And I'll just say, if you're interested in plants and as being living things and that you can communicate with them, there's a great book called The Secret Life of Plants. It's pretty eye-opening. Love that. Okay. Another way to cleanse your home of heavy energy is music, binaural sounds, sound bowls. I know I have a bell that I use sometimes to like dispel heavy energies that I feel. So just sound in general. Again, my mom would always play a lot of music at home. And she that was just her way of saying, we have to bring joy into our home, which considering the way that we grew up, we really needed a lot of that. And so music was an, was an easy source to bring, again, the presence of joy, at least momentarily. So the way that that has evolved for me my partner is a musician. So we listen to a lot of music. We listen to music more than we watch TV. It's it's a part of our, just a part of the way that we live. So it brings a lot of joy in that way. But in terms of, I love binaural beats and they're so, and I talk about this quite a bit with clients, but they have different, they have a ton, they have an amazing library on YouTube and you can do binaural beats for cleansing energies and home for abundance, for getting in touch with spirit, for healing, for your chakras, just whatever you want to look for, it's there. So sometimes when I am doing like a reset in my home and I'm actually cleaning, I have binaural beats in the background because my intention is I want every space in my home to be cleansed. And so I just bring in different elements, right? Different, different elements, different to activate different parts of the senses. And again, intention. Mm-hmm. And singing and chanting can also cleanse the energy and also sound raises the vibration. You know, it changes the vibration of the home and it can be any kind of music. Like you said, it could be binaural beats, but I think, you know, it could be pop music. It could be <laughs> <Yes>. disco. <laughs> you know, I think of like seventies and eighties music, like that 70s like Motown music is just so, oh wait, someone told me actually, I'm going to screw this up. That Barry Gordy put in certain tones into the Motown music because of the energetic vibration. Sorry, this story came through someone, a client who had their home changed energetic vibration cleansed by a sound person. And yeah, and she's talked about that. And that's why that music is so happy and upbeat is because it has that laced into the the tones of the recording. Now, you can look that up, how it happened. I'm sorry, I'm butchering this story, but I think you got it. Who doesn't love Motown? Right. I mean, so happy and upbeat. Just want to move your body. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I think I think sound yeah. music, you know, it's able to travel and penetrate spaces again that we don't see. And we have to remember that. We have to remember mm-hmm. that these again these are tools that we have at our disposal. Most of the time they're free and they exist so that we can co-create with them and they exist to penetrate and reach mm-hmm. places that the human mind cannot. Sound mm-hmm. 
you know, sound is unlike anything else. We can never have the power, such power of, of sound in the way that sound penetrates. Yes, we can sing and we can play instruments and all of that, but sound at its essence in itself is, is such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful expression of spirit. Again. Yeah, it definitely is. And lastly, this is my favorite. And I, and I don't think that, you know, I don't think that this is necessary, but it is, again, something I grew up with, something that I still hold very dear to my heart, and it's having an altar. And so there, I don't think that there is like a right or wrong way to have an altar. I think that an altar needs to be an expression of what feels genuine to you. But what you do want to keep in mind, if you don't know where to start, how do I make an altar? First off, Google it and you'll have a lot of resources. Some of the things that you want to keep in mind is that you want to add the four elements in some way, shape or form to your altar. So fire, earth, water, air. In some way, incorporate those elements into your altar. And then the easiest is a glass of water, a clear glass with water in it, a candle. I love white candles because they're pretty neutral. But of course, different color candles have different meanings, different invocations. If you're working specifically with a specific spell or, or work, different candles of different colors work in different ways. But if you're just starting off, a white candle incense, different crystals and stones, feathers to to ward off energy. And if you want to add sound, I like to have a bell by my on my altar because if again, if I'm trying to dispel certain energy, I like to ring the bell, kind of like you're not welcome here. Um, or if I ring my bell once, it's to kind of create an opening to my altar. And really, an altar is a dedicated space of you and the realm of magic, really, the realm of spirit, the realm of ancestors, the realm of your guides. And I think that having an altar is a very intentional way to let certain energy know this isn't the place. <laughs> this isn't the place, man. Yeah. No, I agree. And I don't have an altar as much as my office. I was telling Millie, my office is like an altar. I have um, shadow boxes with crystals and little statues of Ganesh and Buddhas and shells and feathers and plants, candles and all sorts of burning Palo Santo and sage. And I love it. My kids come in here and my oldest, who's a Pisces and has a very sensitive nervous system, he comes in and he just doesn't want to leave. He just sits on the ground and he just starts breathing. And then they want to look at the cards. They want to draw cards. And so I feel like when you walk in here, you can feel it's like a sacred space. And I'm so grateful that I have it. But it's like this special little corner of the home. It's my space. That's It's how I left it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it's intentional because when I walk in this room, it reminds me that I'm so much more than this human with these mundane tasks or these things to do that there's something deeper within me. So that always kind of shifts my focus as well. Just having it. I'm sure an altar does that too. And I mean, how amazing that you get to have a whole room. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel really lucky. Yeah. Is, to me, that is like a dream. That is a goal of mine. Our apartment's pretty small. So I have like these little dedicated corners. One is my little corner for my altar. And one is the corner that everyone sees me working from, whether you're a client of mine or you see me on Instagram, it's my little work corner. And so I make sure that those spaces are in some in some way an altar, in some way cleansed, because those, you know, those are the spaces in which I connect to spirit. And so yeah. having an altar is just I like to think of it as 
<laughs> kind of like a doorway into that different dimension. And so when I'm meditating, yeah. I, I just feel like I'm, in, I'm in, a, in a different realm. And I think that's what it's meant for. Mm-hmm. I mean, corners, spaces, offices, rooms. It's amazing how your intention and attention can shift in those spaces if they're kept a certain way. And there's objects that like yeah. awaken you you know, to your spirituality or your spiritual practice. It's powerful. And keeping them clean and organized and energetically clean, you you feel the difference for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much to the person who suggested this topic. Again, we we want to talk about the things that you want to hear about. And it helps us out a lot. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun to talk about these things. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Thank you all so much. Do we have any announcements? Yes, the retreat in Nosara, Costa Rica, June 3rd through 10th at the Bodhi Tree Yoga Resort. Millie and I will be there with Vanessa Bennett and Danae Logan. It's called Reclaiming Audacity. And it's a week-long retreat. And so if you want to shake things up in your life or you're looking to find ways that you can take up more space or heal areas of your life where maybe you feel like you don't take up enough space or maybe you're not feeling as confident or you're looking for to uncover your purpose or just go a bit deeper with a group of people, check us out. Yeah, you can find it on our Instagram, on our link trees on Instagram. You can find us there or you can always message us if you yeah, want to find yeah, out more. We still have a few spaces left in that retreat and there are payment plans available. Reach out to us, talk to us, let us know that if you're interested and let's see what we can make work. I love that we name that retreat Reclaiming Audacity because so much of the energetic shift that we're experiencing, at least from an astrological perspective, is about reclaiming, the reclaiming of the self. And we're coming from a conditioning in which we don't really know how to do that. And having a week long intensive retreat in which we give you tools, which will, you know, go from therapeutic tools to coaching tools, astrology, readings, uh, intuitive readings. It's going to be, it's it's a jam-packed week with a lot of beautiful, empowering tools for you to take with you. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you so much, Ashley, for another beautiful conversation. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.